And don't go anywhere because we have exclusive tea from not only Sheena Shea, but also Jennifer Aiden. You don't want to miss it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, here's a little tea because I love you. Virtual reality. Hi, I'm Danny. And I'm Evan. And this week we are still recovering from our live show, which sold out and was honestly the perfect Friday night pre-Valentine's Day love energy with some of our favorite Bravo couples. Oh my God. Yes, it was. Danny and I had the time of our lives. Thank you to anyone who came out to see the live show. If you didn't come out, you can catch it on YouTube. You can catch the full episode uh, is now available to listen to. And if you listen to the full episode, you will hear Gertie have some things to say about the Miami Heat. Yeah. Oh, she certainly brought the Miami Heat because she was talking all about her uh, relationship with Russell, of course. But she had a few things to say about her good old frenemy, Larsa Pippen. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who actually is the fakest housewife of them all? Yeah, it's going to be Larsa. I mean, I always love when a housewife spills a little tea with us because, I mean, it is called virtual reality. And we love, I love, I love to see a little activation. And what I love more is when a housewife gets wind of said tea and puts her own kettle on because Larsa saw (laughs) Gertie calling her the fakest housewife of them all and was not so happy, gave herself a little social media clap back as one is to do. So, I mean, I don't know what's going on in Miami now. If they're if they're talking, if they're fighting, who knows? But uh, I need I need eyes and ears. I mean, well, it seems that Larsa definitely had her eyes and ears uh, dialed into our live show. She had not just one Twitter clapback, but like multiple, like maybe like a good five about uh, Gertie calling her the fakest housewife of them all. And I think. I think I just have this theory that her decision to post with Marcus Jordan, call him her forever Valentine, Mm -hmm. was triggered by Gertie calling her out for possibly being a little fake on the show. And even Dr. Nicole, who has said, girl, you do nothing but bring fake relationships to the show. Finally, Lars is like, well, here is my real relationship. The girls got under Lars's skin, it seems. And oh, very, very much so. And also, because I'm sure a lot of people right now are like, Gertie and Larsa, they, they were like kind of friendly. We talked to her. This was after the reunion. So this just made me so much more excited for the Miami reunion that's coming up. Because I'm assuming, I mean, Gertie let us know why Andy yelled at Larsa. But I now I need to know if Larsa and Gertie were yelling at each other uh, in the same vein that Melissa and Teresa were kind of yelling at one another on this week's episode of Jersey Housewives. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. It was, it was so explosive and all over engagement party seating. Yeah. Yes, it was. You even came to me and apologized no. for not being at your table. You were like, I'm sorry guys. Don't you like make a big deal over this. In an Italian family, it's a big deal where you sit. <laughs> Can I say, I mean, I, I truly yelling at an engagement party seating for Danielle, who we have chatted with, who's so fun, planned such a fun mozzarella party. I The cheese <laughs> looks so good. Only Jen Fessler ate it because everybody else was shouting. And it is really interesting that I'm like, 
I didn't realize we were going to be so off to the races of Melissa and Teresa, but they, they're, they're it's happening. It's happening. They, they wasted no time, but it's, it's so interesting to see how quick they're getting into it about things unrelated to what happens apparently at the end of the season with the rumors about the Gorgas and not coming to the wedding. Like I thought that would be, I, th- I thought it was going to be kind of like a little bit smooth sailing until we got to the end, but no, they are, the, the girls are fighting. The girls are fighting. There is, you do not get in the Missy G's water is not, it's not, it's not well down the shore or anywhere. Yeah. Uh, it is a mess. And there's also a mess. I'm glad you brought up the rumors because it's also still a little messy between Margaret and Jennifer or a lot of messy uh, because we see in this episode the beginnings of this infamous express friend of Margaret's, Laura, talking to Jennifer, talking to Teresa. They didn't say all the things what she said, but it's also one we have to watch uh, in this upcoming season. But we talked to Jennifer and she unfiltered things to say well jennifer i'm curious you're mentioning that you believe margaret is the source of all these rumors mm-hmm. melissa and margaret are very close in, in real life on the show what do you think of their friendship is there something melissa is missing in your opinion no i think at this point it's just a matter of the strategy you know i mean she pisses off margaret look what margaret did to me you know and Margaret knew that to be a fact and look what she did to me. So she's thinking, I'm, I'm sure she's thinking I cannot go against Margaret. And I think that's really most of the reason why she didn't go against Margaret when Margaret was profusely going after Louis constantly last season. Um, all Teresa wanted was for her family to tell this woman, stop going after my, you know, future husband, possibly stop going after my man. I'm finally happy. And, you know, Teresa was very concerned as to why is Melissa not telling her friend to stop? Teresa told me to stop. I stopped. Teresa told me make it better. I did. And I was happy I did because if that's the catalyst that'll make me and Melissa friends, I'm all for it. I'm all about making amends and being friends with everybody. They're the ones who are always burning the bridge with me. And then and then expect me to apologize for it. Danielle was we because we chatted with Danielle uh, C, the newbie. And she was saying her and Louis were almost like talking, being like, why didn't Teresa just let him explain the video? Do you feel her defensiveness of Louis kind of caused a lot of the chaos instead of if he was just like, you know what, guys, X, Y, Z, let's carry on? Um, Possibly. But you also try to have to keep in mind the journey that Teresa has been on while on this show. She's had her most closest people in her life betray her, ambush her, tell all her secrets. She's lost all of her best friends. You know, luckily she's made new ones, but she's got a lot of trauma that has come from being on this show with family. So do you blame her? Like, you know, she's got this love bubble now and she wants to protect him and it's everything she never knew she wanted. And now people are trying to sabotage his name, make him look bad. So I can't blame her for being protective or defensive when it comes to that. You mentioned on the premiere that you and Melissa were in a pretty okay place. You're like, me and Melissa are doing better than me and Dolores. Before these rumors came about, were you hopeful that you and Melissa could get to a better place? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, you know, I mean, Melissa could be, she's definitely a fun drunk. She's mentioned that one many times. And, um, you know, ultimately when we do hang out and everything's good, we have a good time. I I have a good time with everybody on the show. I even have a good time when me and Margaret are getting along. 
You know, I want us to get along. I rather us insult each other's parties and our looks than go digging for dirt and affect people's livelihood. You know, that whole thing about me asking about Evan, that was never supposed to be on camera. That was done months before. And I had asked Frank because he told Bill all this stuff at dinner. And I was like, Frank, give me the tea. That's all that was. And I feel like anybody as fans of the show and anyone who's interested in storyline would just want to know, like inquiring minds want to know. That's all that was. And they took something that was done in February. When we start filming in June, bring it to the cameras, run with it ambush me with my infidelity story and then tell me how I deserved it because I asked a question. Yes, I asked the girl in Tenafly. She was the only person that I knew in Tenafly. P.S. I never thought that this would make it to the cameras because I didn't want this to be a thing. I just wanted to know everything that they already knew. If you want to check out our full interview with Jennifer Aiden, it's dropping uh, on Tuesday. Perfect to uh, prepare yourselves for the new episode of The Real Housewives of New Jersey. It is, oh my God, I know, I'm very excited for next week's episode. But also, us Bravo fans, it is a glorious time, because not only did we have the Summer House premiere, we also are in the midst of some Vanderpump rules, and they're wasting no time with some drama, which is why I'm so excited that we got to talk to Sheena Shea about some of the drama going on, how she might have caused some shenanigans that got a little messy, and... uh, I, it just made me, talking to her made me so much more excited for the rest of the season. I guess I'm just trying to like, what, what do I ask first, Sheena? Because it, just, it seems like such a layered situation. So it's like, there's this, there's this whole idea that maybe uh, Katie thinks that you encouraged the Schwartz and Raquel hookup. What, what's your response there? Well, here's a little tea because I love you. There was a conversation that happened between Katie and I and... Schwartz and Raquel, it was brought up about these rumors from Coachella. And Katie said, I think they would make a good couple or they might be a good match or something along those lines. So I took that and ran with it. And I told Raquel, Katie kind of gives you her blessing if you want to pursue that. And then you'll see the rest play out. Because Raquel does give me girl's girl energy. Like, I feel like she wouldn't just jump at Schwartz just to be like, oh, my time's now. I was I was kind of shocked about. So this makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> so, yeah, it started as a conversation, which was Katie joking. Was Katie serious? You'll see literally all of this play out. But yes, I, I did push that because I thought that's what. I was supposed to do. Why do you think that Katie was so strict about the no hooking up with anyone in our group rule? Because like, not only is that just hard, that's a hard rule to follow, but also it deprives viewers of what we love so much about Vanderpump Rules, which is incestuous hookups. Yeah. I mean, I guess that was just her still wanting to have some control over Schwartz, you know, Mm -hmm. like just another ultimatum, another control thing. I think that's what it was. Do you feel that like when they said they were separating and divorcing, she was still kind of wanting to have that be the ideal thing where it's like, they're no longer together, but I can kind of control him. And I know he's like, wants to make me happy. So we'll do anything I say kind of. Totally. It's just like the definition of have your cake and eat it too. You know? Do you think she would have been the equal levels of upset if, if he had hooked up with girls outside of the group? Or do you think she would have been mad either way? 
I think it's always going to be upsetting either way when you hear your ex is moving on, hooking up with someone else. It's just an extra sting when it's someone as beautiful as Raquel, who is also on the show. And then you have that thrown in your face. Like, I honestly can't imagine what that's like for any of these old couples in new relationships and situations having to be around their ex with their new person. It's For me, you know, when I've broken up with someone or divorced them, they're not on the show anymore. They're not in the friend group anymore. They were in this friend group because of me. But with everyone else, their jobs are together, their friends are together, and they don't have a choice but to be around each other. So that is insanely challenging. I don't think it would be easy for anyone to see that, but especially an added layer of seeing someone in this group. That's just an extra sting. So like, I get it. And when she said that, you know, maybe she wasn't being serious, but I took it and ran with it. And you will see all of that. Well, I felt that way up until I saw the preview for episode three. And then I was like, here we go. Okay. I did forget how much I was involved in that. And it all started with Schwartz and I getting into some shenanigans. That's how it all started. And it was all downhill from there all season. When you heard Katie, I forget the exact quote, but she kind of wanted to like watch you. There was, she was not happy with you and had some choice words for you in that season three preview or episode three. What was your feelings with that? And have you guys, how are you two doing right now? We don't talk. um, We don't talk about Bruno. Got it. Yeah. We don't talk about Bruno. No, no, no. (laughs) <laughs> she could be considered Peppa, though, if you've seen Encanto. <laughs> okay, the mom shade is coming through. Uh, but um, yeah, you know, it's unfortunate because I felt like that podcast I did was very neutral. I felt like I wasn't just like, yes, Schwartz. Like it wasn't a team Schwartz podcast. I felt like I even had Katie's back in that podcast. So For it to then turn into all of this and then, you know, me facilitating Raquel and Schwartz. And also it's like, they're adults. They're two grownups. They didn't need me to come in and be like, hey, you guys should make out. Katie gave you her blessing. Like Katie was, okay, I guess maybe she was joking. I didn't know that. I took it literal and I ran with it. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, they're adults. You know, I didn't grab their heads and force them together. They made out on their own. I wasn't even there for it. I didn't even see it. So it feels like your invitation for Schwartz to come on the podcast came from like a really genuine and pure place because you navigated a divorce on the show. And it it feels like just from these first two episodes that Schwartz is having a tougher time with the split than Katie is like, for instance, he told you if I hooked up with another girl, it would still feel like cheating. Whereas like Katie's out here living her best life, hooking up with whoever outside of the group. Um, it really felt like you just kind of wanted to offer him a space to open up and maybe find some healing. And that's the thing. Schwartz has always been a good friend to me. And Katie and I have always been very up and down. And Mm -hmm. at the time, it seemed like when I spoke to Katie, we had a good conversation. She told me she was living her best life. You know, she was hooking up with someone else and she wanted Schwartz to get that push. And I was like, I can be his wingman. Like, I felt like I was actually doing her a favor. So the way you'll see this all implode in my face, like I was supposed to know that conversation was a joke. I'm like, I I was just trying to help all parties here. You wanted him to move on because you moved on. I'm trying to help him move on, get his 
Schwartzbach. Hey, Raquel's cute. She thinks you're cute. And I, I just really thought I was just helping out. <laughs> it also to us seems like that they, and from what they even did a joint statement together, like by all intents, it seems like a very amicable separation and a divorce that they're just like, we don't vibe. So I kind yeah. of, in my mind was like, oh, they want what's best for each other and themselves. So why would they even care about what what's going in what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I know. And that's the thing is, you know, Katie had already been talking to someone else. So at that time that I suggested it, I was like, oh, I thought this is what we were doing. I thought we were moving on now, but we are moving on, but just not with Raquel. And from what I've heard, it wasn't don't hook up with anyone in the friend group. It was don't hook up with Raquel. Oh, why so? That's just what I heard. By, why so triggered by Raquel specifically? I mean, look at her. You like, know, was it easy to sort of sway towards the short side of things, reflecting on the ups and downs you and Katie have had in the past? I just I look back to some of those early seasons, and Sheena, I always I, I always commend you for powering through such like mean girl bullying behavior was that kind of in the back of your head when you were kind of like yo I'm team Schwartz I mean it always has been honestly I think that's why it's always been so hard for me to fully be her friend again because even when we became friends like season three I still had you know a couple years of that and I feel like that's same with like Raquel and Lala and the girls you know she still has that past and history with them and that still affects us so with katie it was just i tried and tried for so many years to be her friend again and this year i finally was just like okay it is what it is i'm i'm done trying you know schwartz is here he's in a place where he could use someone like me to hype him up to get his schwartz back and it was yeah a very easy decision to jump on the schwartz bandwagon this summer and did it almost feel like a relief to not be like, oh, I don't have to worry about making Katie like me or anything? Yes and no, because I'm still at the end of the day, I I try my best, but like I'm still a people pleaser. I still want everyone to be happy. I do still want everyone to like me. I don't want to purposely upset people or piss them off. That's not my goal. It's I'm not this malicious person who's like, Haha, if I do this, it might result in this. Like I just my brain doesn't work like that maybe some other people on the show, but not me. So uh, yes, it was kind of a relief to know that I just didn't have to keep trying and pushing and kissing ass when I didn't want to, because I just felt like that friendship had run its course. I would love to get back to a place where we can be in the same room and be cordial and compliment each other's outfits or whatever, super surface level. I felt like we were there at BravoCon. And then I heard her saying stuff in interviews and saying how she tried to avoid me. And I'm like, okay, okay. Then you know what? I'm not even going to give my energy into being surface level and cordial. You look through me. I can look right through you too. If you loved gossiping with us, and I know you do, then don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Virtual Reality, by Page Six. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week.